Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. Let's see if I can get... Wow. What a... What a let's see here. Hmm. Well, that's a little bit better. Yeah, that's a little bit better. I got to get get uh, get us in focus here. Um, anyway, folks. <laughs> um, Not happy that my flag is kind of hidden there. I want, I want you all to be able to see my American flag back there. Um, okay. First, a couple of announcements. One is, please don't forget, I will be in Arkansas at the Lincoln Day Dinner in Jonesboro, Arkansas uh, on the 23rd, the evening of the 23rd. Uh, I will be at the Craighead County Republican Committee Dinner, uh, Lincoln Day Dinner at Arkansas State University Centennial Hall at the Student Union Building, 102 North Caraway Road in Jonesboro, Arkansas. The event begins at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and I believe that that's Eastern Time, isn't it? Is it Jonesboro? Is it Eastern Time? I think it is. Well, you better double check that, <laughs> but it begins at 6 p.m. Um, so there's that. I also want to remind you that uh, we, we are holding our stand awards dinner on May the 17th. Uh, I'm really excited about this. This is going to be a tr tremendous event. May the 17th at uh, 7 p.m. at the Tyson's Corner Marriott in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. You don't want to miss this. This is going to be great. Go to standamerica.us to find out more about it. Uh, you can buy tickets. You can contribute if you can't be there. Um, or you can be a sponsor. Uh, our goal is 40 sponsors. Uh, we are up to 21. So I got 19 sponsorship spots that are awaiting. So if you want to be a sponsor, fill one of those 19 spots we've got left, please do that. Look, this is going to be a tremendous help in carrying out our mission broader mission, bringing Americans together across racial and cultural lines to uphold our Judeo-Christian values, our constitutional principles, individual liberty, personal responsibility, the, the ideals, the values that made America great, and bringing us together rather than ripping us apart like I think Katanji Brown Jackson's going to do and like the Al Sharptons of the world, the Jesse Jacksons of the world, and the, the uh, Clyburns of the world, and uh, the, the, we just the, these people are just—they're just bad news. They are ungodly. They are un-unChristian. They are un-American. Frankly, it's—it's. Um, it's, uh, I'll tell you, folks. Uh, but enough. Stand Awards dinner is going to be a tremendously uplifting time, uh, and so and anything you can do to help us would be most appreciated. That's that's number. So that's number two. Well, you know what? Let's get into the issues and we'll get into the word. You know, there are times I can get so, I, I could really get so angry about some of the stuff that goes on uh, that's done by the left. I could just see red. I, I really could. I could just see red. 
I'm not violent. I don't contemplate acts of violence against people or anything like that. But I'll tell you what, I do understand how people get angry enough to feel that that's where we're headed because the stuff that they're doing is just so bizarre. It's so evil. And so for example, today the story just broke that a New Jersey um, school district is, is, has required gender identity curriculum for first graders. Yeah, required gender identity curriculum for first graders. And um, their plan, this is, the, this is Westfield School District, um, says, this is what they're teaching first graders now, folks. This is what they're teaching first graders. Now here again, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. Like, could, how could any parent go along with this? And how can anybody vote for Democrats that are pushing this agenda? Any Christian. How could any Christian vote for these? I can understand pornographers voting for them because that, yeah, I can understand child pornography. I'm sure, I'm sure the Democrat Party has the child pornography constituency locked up. I'm sure they've got them in tow. Every child pornographer will be voting Democrat in 2022. We can all rest assured of that, okay? Every drug dealer will be voting Democrat. I'm sure of that every criminal who does not yet have a felony record that prevents them from voting, every criminal will vote for Democrats. I'm clear about that because those are their constituents. Those are the people they're serving. Those are the people they, they, they're promoting. Those are the people they love, apparently. They just want to, you know, every, every uh, a, 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 a human trafficker um, from south of the border, I'm sure they'll be, be instructing all of their contacts in America, and they do have contacts in America, American citizens who support them, who help them, be telling them, vote for those Democrats. They're good for us. Here's what they want to teach children. Quote, first graders, gender identity is that feeling of knowing your gender. You might feel like you are a girl, you might feel like you are a boy. You might feel like you're a boy even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are girl parts. Let me read that to you again. This is what they're telling first graders who barely know how to put their clothes on. I was five years old when I started first grade because of the way my birthday fell. These are five and six year old kids. Quote, you might feel like you're a boy even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are girl parts. You might feel like you're a girl even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are boy parts. And you might not feel like you're a boy or a girl, but you're a little bit of both. 
Do you see what I mean when I say sometimes this stuff can make you so angry you can see red? Because, folks, to me, this is pure child abuse. To me, this is pure predatory behavior. And I've said before, if I had anything to do with it, I would pass a law that says doing this to children is felony child abuse subject to imprisonment and fines. I'm serious about that. I'd lock you up. Nobody has any business saying this kind of, what is a child supposed to feel after me, after hearing this stuff? And of course, this is just some of it. What else do they get into? It's required curriculum. They, this is why our kids are 27, 28, 30th in reading and writing and science uh, among industrialized nations, because this is the garbage that they're teaching them in school. When they ought to be spending time teaching these kids to write, to spell, to do math, to, to, to understand science. This is not science. You know, these leftists are always telling you, you know, follow the science, follow the science. Like they're like they're real, they really do that. They are science deniers, far more than our Christians and conservatives, because we recognize science for what it can do, but we also recognize its limits. And we see through the politicization of science, turning it into something to advance a leftist agenda that is not scientific at all. And that's what this is. Where's the science in that? Uh, uh, folks, I tell you, that we, we, just, we just have to keep praying. Oh, God, deliver us from these people who, who are so filled with evil that they want to pour this garbage into kids. Now, you got some five or six years. I think, I mean, my, my goodness gracious, it was a long time ago since I was five or six years old. But I have some memories of that. But I know one thing. If somebody had approached me about something like this, I would, my, my eyes would have rolled in the back of my head. What, what are they even talking about? I, would, I remember at that age, you know, wondering what I was going to get for Christmas. <laughs> and, you know. Was it going to get the new bike I wanted? It, and they want to talk to kids about this? I, I tell you, folks, Lord, deliver us. But here again, see, this is what I mean. I, 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 am, I am of two minds on this. On the one hand, I say, yeah, keep doing it because I want to hold this stuff up to every American I know and have a chance to talk to and say, is this what you want for your country? Is this what you want for your children? Because I know normal people are going to say, no, absolutely not. Only these perverse, godless, anti-American, anti-Christian Marxist, socialist, leftists who want to destroy the family anyway, they're the only ones who would be interested in doing this. And any teacher who would look at this and say, oh, okay, and not have a problem with an objection 
Either you're too stupid to know what's going on that you've been used or you're a part of it. I mean, man. Well, there's that. The other thing I want to say to you, and it's, it's hard to go on to something else from that, is this. You know, I've said many times, we don't know if the shenanigans that went on in the 2020 election would have changed, if those shenanigans had not gone on, whether they would have changed the outcome. And I was thinking primarily of, you know, some of the, the things that went on with discovering votes and and changes of count late in the game and, and um, ballot harvesting and this kind of thing, wondering, okay, well, if, if none of that stuff had happened, would the outcome have been different? I think probably so, but I don't know that. I've said, I, I, I don't know that. Nobody really knows that because and people say, well, the courts looked at this. No, they did not. They refused to look at it. That's the point. The courts refused to look at it. They said they were staying out of politics. So what happened was that all of the Trump team's efforts to get the courts to look at what went on were really denied. They weren't, they simply did not look at the substance. I'm now coming to a different conclusion. And it's this. Not just the things that are, are, are clearly illegal, and there were some clearly illegal things that happened. I mean, changing the voting system and changing the way votes are collected in light of COVID, that was all illegal. They did not have the right to do that. They did it anyway. But there are two things that have finally caused me to conclude that the outcome of the election would have been different and therefore the election was in fact stolen. And it's not what you might think. Here are the two things that, I'm, that have caused me to come to the conclusion without any further evidence, yeah, the election was stolen. The fact that the mainstream media, big tech, all conspired either explicitly or implicitly with a wink and a nod to each other without having explicit discussions about it to censor the Hunter Biden laptop. The polling data shows that if the American people had known about the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop, I think it's about 19% or so said they would have changed their vote. That would have been enough to change the outcome of the election because Biden didn't win by 19%. That would have changed the outcome of the election. And I'm reading the book now, The Laptop from Hell, and I've said this before, but I'm absolutely convinced of this. The whole Biden family, they're a bunch of crooks. They're a bunch of political crooks. And Biden is basically uh, engaged in pay for play. All these foreign governments and entities that want access to him, have paid him through his son. I'm absolutely convinced of that. I don't know whether any of them will ever go to jail for it, whether Hunter will ever go to jail for it. I mean, they're saying that he might be indicted. But it's clear that 55 compromised intelligence officials, and I say compromised, they're corrupt call that laptop Russian disinformation 
That is a bold-faced, contemptible, damnable lie. It is not Russian disinformation. That is Hunter Biden's laptop. It's got all of his little pornographic shenanigans. It's got, it's got him having sex with his former sister-in-law after his brother died. I mean, it's got all kinds of sick stuff on it. Now, that doesn't mean that that in itself doesn't prove that he engaged in corruption and pay-for-play and selling influence, but there's plenty on the laptop that does. And had the American people known the contents of that laptop, that alone would have changed the outcome. And the reason why they didn't know it is that a political calculation was made to, a not, to not allow people to see that, to not allow that laptop to see the light of day and for people to know its contents by all the mainstream media who wanted Joe Biden to win, saying it's Russian disinformation, it's Russian disinformation, and all these intelligence agencies that have now become corrupt and no longer represent America, they represent the left, they represent the deep state, they represent the bureaucracy, they represent a, a leftist agenda for the future of our country. Maybe they're all part of the Great Reset, I don't know. But they all agreed that they were going to dismiss the Hunter Biden laptop as Russian disinformation. Now we know they were all lying because there was absolutely, categorically, no evidence whatsoever that this laptop was somehow a concoction of Russia, none. That was just the hook based upon all these years of claiming that uh, Trump had engaged in Russian collusion that was just the convenient hook that they hung their hats on. Yeah, we'll say that because people have been hearing about collusion, they'll buy that. And now we're finding out that millions of dollars changed hands. I mean, a Chinese official gave Hunter Biden a diamond. You know what that is? That's money laundering, folks. I mean, that's money laundering. They gave him an expensive diamond to avoid having cash pass hands and having a transaction that would be recorded somewhere in a banking system. There's 150 banking trans transactions of Hunter Biden's that were flagged for suspicious activity. I mean, how many, how many banking transactions have you had that have been flagged for suspicious activity? Or have I had? None that I'm aware of. This is very straightforward. There's no money from overseas accounts. There's no money from, from foreign leaders. It's all Americans contributing, me paying payroll, just, you know, I mean, it, the normal stuff that goes on. I doubt that we've ever been flagged for any kind of quote unquote suspicious activity. He's been flagged 150 times. And an indictment may be coming down. So that's number one. That alone, I think, swung the election. Had the mainstream media been honest brokers rather than the communists that most of them are, and most of them are communists with a small c, they wouldn't call themselves communists, but they're Marxists. They have more of a Marxist worldview than they do an American worldview. They don't like our country. They're more in agreement with communist China, which is why they criticize America, but they don't they, like Disney, you know, we, 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 we're going to stop DeSantis from discriminating against the LGBT, what I call the SPCG community, the SPCG, sexual perversion, child grooming movement. I just proved it to you again, sexual per perversion, child grooming movement. We're going to give, we're going to defend them and we're going to make more, more of our characters. And here you got. Uh, uh, communist China 
who they're commending and thanking and praising and, and kowtowing and kissing their feet and they're, they're, they're arresting, torturing and imprisoning and killing Christians. By the way, nothing against the Uyghurs. I want that to come out. They're human beings. They don't deserve the treatment that they're getting. But you know, it's been forgotten that communist China is constantly persecuting Christians, constantly. If you are an authentic Christian with faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and a desire to worship him in spirit and in truth, you can get arrested and put away. You can disappear. You are only allowed to worship in the China approved church. Used to call it the three self church. I don't know what they call it now, but it was an abomination. You couldn't talk about the second coming of Jesus. You couldn't talk about miracles. You couldn't talk about the things that Jesus did. I mean, they, they basically sanitized it and they turned it into the Chinese communist version of church and that we will allow people to participate in without their being arrested or tortured or killed. But Disney's okay with all that. No, no, no problem. It's these American haters who are trying to stop the LGBTQSIGAB beliefs and whatever community from doing their thing. We're going to make it possible for them to do their thing because we're going to start inculcating children with this sickness. Yeah, we're going to have at least half of our, half of our characters are going to be homos. Half of our characters are going to be transgenders. Half of our characters are going to be some kind of freakish version of what a human being should be. For children, okay? See, because for adults, they, they can do whatever they want to do. They can see whatever they want to see. It's a free country. I don't have to agree with it, but that's their business. But now we're talking about children. It's the SPCG movement, sexual perversion, child grooming movement. That's what it really is. So, so there, there's, there's, uh, let me, uh, that I got back to that. So there's, there's the, the, the Hunter Biden laptop. And here's the second thing why I've come to the conclusion, the election was stolen. The second thing is Mark Zuckerberg spent hundreds of millions of dollars buying, buying electoral boards and oversight entities by giving them money, buying them in order to affect the outcome. Mark Zuckerberg is a confirmed leftist. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't care about America. It's like the rest. He cares about power. He wants the people in charge who will do his bidding. He's an oligarch and evil. And he spent his money to make sure that the outcome of the election was that Donald Trump was no longer going to be president. I mean, he's in league with these people like Twitter who even now, now that Elon Musk is on the board and Elon Musk is a first amendment guy, I think he's more committed to freedom of speech, but they've said, we are not restoring Donald Trump's account. We are not restoring, by the way, I'm suspended too. My suspension is not headlines because I'm not the former president of the United States, but yeah, they suspended me too. And apparently Charlie Kirk and a number of others, uh, Charlie Kirk, because he called Richard Levine a man you know, this guy, uh, the pretender, the, 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 the trucker looking guy with the great big old stupid looking blonde wig on his head. The guy, he's a guy. And, and, and Charlie Kirk and a number, of, a number of others called him a guy. And, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With censorship, censorship, censorship. 
But you know, the, the Iranian mullahs can have their account open and, you know, all kinds of, of, of ne'er-do-wells. Oh, yeah, but, but you dare tell the truth and expose this bizarre sexual insanity and perversion, and oh, oh we got to knock you off. That's why, by the way, folks, that's why I encourage you, watch me on bishopewjackson.tv, bishopewjackson.tv, or through my app, because I'm convinced that Facebook is shadow banning me. I've been watching the number of people who see our program through Facebook, and the numbers have been declining. That doesn't even make sense. So I want to make sure, that's why we created these other avenues, so that you can see my programming without having to depend upon Facebook, because I think that they really are doing something. They've avoided the controversy of just taking me off, but I think what they've done is to limit me. And that way, I can't prove what they're doing, and, and they don't have to answer to anybody, and they can just keep doing what they're doing. That's probably what they're doing to a lot of conservatives. Because Mark Zuckerberg wants money and power. That's all, that's all he cares about, money and power. So those two things alone, Mark Zuckerberg's money and the mainstream media and, and these 50 or so compromised and corrupt intelligence agency officials told this lie about the Hunter Biden laptop, which kept it out of the consciousness of the American people because polling shows that had they known what they are now coming to know, their vote would have been different. They would have seen Joe Biden for the corrupt politician that he is and, and probably would have voted to have him indicted rather than voting for him to be president. So now you can now count me as one of the people unequivocally saying, yeah, the 2020 election was stolen. I don't know whether anybody is going to jail for that because the things I've named are not per se illegal. They're just morally wrong. But then these Marxists don't care about that. They're not interested in that. They don't, I mean, that's just not in their wheelhouse. They don't have any morality. Their morality is whatever they make up, whatever they, whatever they want to do. That's what's right in their, their eyes. And that's why I say they're communists because that's the way communists think by any means necessary. The ends justify the means. What's moral is what advances our cause. What's immoral, it, 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 it doesn't, is what doesn't advance our cause. So lying, if it advances our cause, is moral. Murder, if it advances our cause, is moral. Torturing people, if it advances our cause, is moral. See, and we Christians are at a disadvantage in that sense because there are things that are immoral and we won't do these things, not even to our enemies. I will not lie on an enemy. The Bible, I just read it yesterday, you know, don't return evil for evil. Lying is evil. It's wicked. People have lied on me. I'm not going to lie on them in return because I'm not them. I answer to God. And I'm not going to lower my standards because, you know, you've got these corrupt people who have no standards. I'm not lowering mine. So in that sense, they seem to have an advantage, but they have this disadvantage. If God be for us, who can successfully be against us? We have that advantage and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So praise God, folks. Yeah, I, you know what the Bible says, be angry and sin not. So I'm angry, but I'm not going to sin. I'm angry about this stuff, but I'm not, I am not going to sin. 
I'm going to trust in Almighty God to set things right. And I believe the 2022 elections coming up in November are going to set some things right. You mark my words. All right, let's come back to the word of God here. Um, in fact, I might even be able to finish up 1 Thessalonians today. Uh, we're in the final verses of the fifth chapter. And uh, we, we dealt with the 19th verse, which says, do not quench the spirit. So let's go on to the 20th verse. We, 16th said, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We spent quite a bit of time on that. 19th verse says, do not quench the spirit. 20th verse, do not despise prophecies. And see now, what people immediately think when they see that is predictions of the future in the name of God. But prophecy does not mean predicting the future. Prophecy means speaking forth the word of God as it applies to past, present, and future. See, when I interpret the past from a biblical perspective, I am prophesying just as much as when I'm predicting the future. It's like when I say there is going to be a tsunami. I hear other people using that word now, and I'm not saying they got it from me, but I've been using that word for the last two years, really, saying there is going to be a tsunami. Mark my words, there's going to be a tsunami uh, that's going to sweep these people out of office en masse because the American people are seeing them unmasked, if you will. And you know, it's interesting. You see all these politicians not, not wearing masks, but they want toddlers, two to four years old, wearing masks. I mean, okay, that's another matter. Do not despise prophecies. In other words, do not despise the word of God and the insight that it brings. And of course, that word despise means to, to not esteem, to not hold in high regard, to treat with contempt. Now, there's a blessing in honoring the prophetic word, and there's a curse in not honoring it. You know, the book of Revelation is a prophetic book, and the Bible says, blessed are those who read and, and this book, right? Um, it says that at the very beginning of the book of the Revelation. Well, there's a blessing in accepting the prophetic word of God. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Notice it doesn't say faith comes by, hear, by reading, although there's nothing wrong with reading, and, and you can sow faith into your heart by reading, there's something to be said for speaking the word of God out of your mouth because Jesus said when it comes out of the mouth goes into the heart. Um, reading helps you renew your mind. So there's nothing wrong with it and there is a blessing in it. But, but the word says in Romans chapter 10, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, do not despise hearing the word of God. Do not despise the prophetic word. Now, don't get me wrong. Let me be clear on something. I don't listen to everybody, folks, because I don't have respect and confidence in everybody. Some of these very prominent ministers that people kind of, quote unquote, swear by, so to speak, I don't listen to them because I've gotten some insight into where they're really coming from, and I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear it. Somebody wrote me a letter on a very prominent minister not too long ago. Somebody, if I mentioned his name, every one of you watching me right now would know exactly who I'm talking about. That's why I'm not going to do it. 
but, and I haven't responded as yet, but I thought to myself, and if you're watching right now, you probably know exactly who you are. You know who you wrote me about, but I'm thinking to myself, you're surprised because I'm not because I've been following this person for a while and I know some of the views that this person holds to because I've been with them in meetings and heard them and realized, man, that's off. That's off. I, 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 listen, I, I listen to people who I really believe are proclaiming the word of God without apology and without compromise. I don't want to hear a bunch of old racial mess. I really don't. I want to hear about victimization. Oh, woe is me. I'm black. And they were, and I, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to hear it. I don't believe it. If look, if the Bible says we're more than conquerors through him that loved us, how can I be a victim? If the Bible says greater is he that sent us than he that sent the world, how can I be a victim? The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? How can I be a victim? If the Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, my faith, how can I be a victim? The Bible says he always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. How can I be a victim? I don't want to hear that mess. That's not the gospel. It's not the truth. That's just a bunch of, of political drivel that people have imbibed because they, they just haven't taken the word of God and applied it to that circumstance and that situation of life so they can see it through a biblical lens. They're seeing it through the prescribed lens of the world. And I know very prominent preachers who have big followings, but that's where they're coming from. I'm not, I, I don't know. So I'm not despising prophecy but I am discerning about what is consistent with the word of God and what is not. And if what you are preaching is not consistent with the word of God, I don't want to hear it. I heard a prominent preacher. He's no longer on. I think he's passed away now. Um, but I heard him, I, you know, because sometimes, you know, we'll have on Christian television people come on and I'll just listen for a couple minutes to what they're saying before I turn them off because I know I'm going to turn them off because I don't want to hear it. Um, and he's, he comes on, he's saying... Uh, he somehow taught Matthew 6 with some kind of convoluted interpretation where he said, where Jesus said, give no thought. That word thought is the word merimnao, which is a Greek word, which means don't worry, don't worry. So the, the, the old English, English, the old King James Version with the old English, give no thought, would have been understood 500 years ago. But today most would interpret that as, do not worry about tomorrow for the evil of the day is enough unto itself. And the person came up with this interpretation. So what Jesus is saying, don't worry about tomorrow today. Wait until tomorrow to worry about tomorrow. I'm thinking, well, haven't you ever read Philippians 4, 6? Be anxious for nothing. Same word, by the way. Same word as take no thought as worry. Merim not owe. Be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't worry about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication. Don't worry about anything, anything, anything. But in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I mean, that, that was what he taught people was completely contrary to the word of God. And people said, this, oh, wow. Oh, that's deep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, I hadn't thought about that. So I can worry tomorrow. 
So when people are teaching things contrary to the word of God, that is by definition not prophecy and that I do despise, particularly when they're teaching it, claiming to be teaching something that God wants. I heard a preacher say one time, again, prominent preacher, was being interviewed by a prominent leftist. This is godless as he can be. And the prominent preacher was asked, said, was said, said this to him, you know, your views on homosexuality have evolved. And the preacher says, they have evolved and they are evolving. Was the word of God evolved and evolving on that issue? So then the person says, so what would you say? And they use the word gay. I wouldn't use the word because I don't believe in the word. And to me, it's homosexual because the word gay is a lie because it means happy and carefree. And you can't be happy and carefree living a life in rank rebellion against Almighty God. But anyway, he used the word said, what would you say to them now? What, what would be your advice? And here's the advice the preacher gave. I think they ought to find a church that affirms who they are. It's supposed to be a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching preacher. And the guy says, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, needless to say, the storm erupted. Because, see, most rank-and-file Christians following this idiot knew that that was wrong. And they were, what are you saying? What are you saying? So then, of course, he backpedaled. Oh, no, 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 I was misunderstood. I was misunderstood. No, you weren't misunderstood. You said what you really think. And then you got caught. And now you got to backpedal and figure out how you can get out of it. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I affirm marriage as a union between one man and one woman. Well, that's not what really, that's, that was not really the question. That's, that's now a catch-all trying to say, I'm one of you, I'm one of you, I'm one of you. But see, <laughs> so I don't listen to that person because I don't think that was a mistake. I think that's where they're really coming from. But of course, they're hiding because, look, these preachers become prominent and wealthy and, and they're in with all the elites and they don't want to blow it. They don't want to ruin those relationships. You know, I, 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 I believe that Denzel Washington is a Christian. I really do. Um, but I also believe that Denzel Washington is a Christian who compromises in order to get along with Hollywood. I believe that too. I don't believe he says what he's really thinking in many cases. Now, maybe I'm being a little harsh to call that compromise. I like Denzel Washington. Maybe I'm being a little harsh to call that compromise. But let's put it this way. I mean, he might say, no, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm holding some things back because now is not the time. And, 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 you know, maybe he's right. My point, and he's not a preacher, by the way. So that's a different, it's an entirely different situation. He's not, he's not one who's putting himself out there as teaching people the word of God. Okay, so that's a, put him in a little bit different category. But, but what I'm saying is I think preachers who find themselves in a kind of a similar situation where they're in with the elites, Christians in general can do this, where they're in with the elites, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to say what the word of God says in some cases because they know that that will make people unhappy and they might lose out on some opportunities and it might ruin some of their important business relationships. What does it profit us if we gain the whole world and lose our, lose our own souls? And, and what can we give in return for our souls? So, yeah, don't despise prophecy, but everything is not prophecy, okay? <laughs> it says, test all things. 
hold fast what is good. In other words, and that word test, by the way, it means to discern, examine what's being said. You know, sometimes I can be sitting and listening to someone preach. Oh, by the way, I think you all know this, but, but obviously one of the people that I, I really have a great deal of respect for is Andrew Womack. Andrew Womack is uncompromising in his commitment to the Word of God. I have a lot of respect for the people at my network at American Family Radio because they are uncompromising with the Word of God. They don't play games. This is it. The Word says it. We believe it. That's that. That's it. End of discussion. And they can call us whatever they want. And I could go down the list of people. Obviously, I, I think Kenneth Copeland, I don't care what people say about him. I think Kenneth Copeland uh, has really done an immense service to the body of Christ. And I think that the prosperity of his ministry, uh, it's not prosperity doesn't always prove that somebody is doing what is right. But I think the prosperity of his ministry is, is shows that what he's teaching people works, that it works. And I, you know, I've said to people, you know, I don't know that I agree with everything, a single thing I've ever heard Kenneth Copeland say by any stretch of the imagination, but I'll tell you what people don't give him credit for. I mean, I, he's to me taught some of the most powerful lessons I've ever heard about being a father and a husband that, that I mean, I've ever heard that just, just could just bring you to tears listening to him talk about his relationship with Gloria and, and how he's dealt with his children and some of their issues. But people only focus on the money part, you know, the prosperity. Oh, he's a prosperity preacher. But, but you know, that kind of one-dimensional thinking. John Hagee's another one I have a great deal of respect for. I was not going to go down the line and start naming people because I'm going to leave somebody out. Um, so let me stop there. That doesn't mean that that's the whole list of folks because I got a lot of preachers around me who I have immense respect for. Uh, not as well known as the three I've just mentioned, but people who, who I have. I mean, I just left J.C. Church's church. J.C. Church is a preacher par excellence, great man of God, man on the word and so forth. Um, so uh, let me stop there because here again, I'm, I'm probably somebody who knows me uh, probably saying, well, you didn't mention me. <laughs> but if I do that, I'll, I, you know, I, I, I take up the rest of the program just doing that. But I'm just giving you a sense that I don't listen to everybody, okay? I just don't. I don't listen to everybody because some of this mess is just, it's not the gospel and it's not God. It's just people saying what they think. And I'm not interested in what they think. I'm interested in what the word teaches. That's what I'm trying to do for you. That's what I, even when I comment on things, notice I always comment on them from a biblical perspective. Well, let me see if I can finish this up. That's going, to be, that's going to be hard to do in the next two minutes. But test all things, right? Discern, examine them, and hold fast to what is good. So, right, you just, sub, well, not the, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, man, well, yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, people say uh, swallow the meat and spit out the bone. But, you know, some people, they're putting out so much bone that there's no need in trying to even chew it and swallow it. You just have to avoid it. Go, go your own way. Just do something else. Then it says, abstain from every form of evil. Abstain from every form of evil. Now, that's about as stark as it gets, isn't it? Abstain. Don't do it. You know, we've have spent a generation now teaching children that, you know, the question is not 
whether you're married. The question is whether you use a condom when you have sex. I mean, that's evil to teach that to kids. That's evil. And what, what I just started out talk, on the program, talking about this, this cu curriculum at the school um, system in New Jersey, that's evil. We're supposed to abstain from every form of evil. And then he gives the salutation. Let me wrap this up. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify. You know what? No, I'm not going to do it because I, that's, there's just too much in that. To, so, you know, let me stop. I'm not going to rush myself and, and not give sufficient attention to some very, very powerful closing verses of this epistle. But we're going to start on the 23rd verse when we come back. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. I hope that this is helping you. Remember, I, th I think I said this yesterday, we're not reading the word to fill our heads with knowledge, although we certainly want to renew our minds with the word of God, but we're reading the word of God to look for what to do. In fact, I think we ought to be looking more for what to do than what not to do. Not that there are things we ought not to do. The Bible says abstain from every form of evil. That's something we, we should not do evil, right? But the Bible has so much to say about what we ought to do. And to me, that's really what the focus of the Christian ought to be. What we're supposed to do. What, the, what God wants of us. What he wants us to do. See, I think the power of the Holy Spirit in us keeps us from doing things that we ought not to do. is a restraining power on us. But we need the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit to know what we should be doing. Because a lot of Christians define their Christianity by, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this, I don't do that. I'm good. Well, we ought to be defining our Christianity by this is what the Lord has called me to do. This is what the Lord has given me to do. This is my mission in life. And, and I, am, I am at it. Thank you, Jesus. Relationship with him first. But what he has for us to do is, is important to that relationship. God bless each and every one of you. I got to go. I'm already a minute over. And remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. Hey, have a wonderful weekend. I will be at um, a 943 Canal Drive on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We'll be live streaming from there at about 11.30 a.m. And I hope wherever you are, you'll come and visit with us. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to have a chance to shake your hand and say hello. Uh, after church services, by the way, I can get a little busy. A number of people will often want to talk to me. And if you want to, just let my people know, let uh, the ushers know. I would, I'd like to say hello to Bishop Jackson, and they'll come and let me know, and I'll make my way to you rather than just kind of letting it happen. We'll make it happen, okay? Because I'd love to say hello to you. God bless each and every one of you. I'll be back with you on um, this afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern time for The Awakening on American Family Radio.